everyone! Welcome back to another episode of East Coast Haunts. I'm MK. And I am Sam. And today, we're going to be covering a little bit of a local haunt. Very much a local haunt. Very much a local haunt. But before we do so, Sam. Yes. Are you a big football fan? You know <laughs> darn well <laughs> that I'm not. I'm not a football fan. I enjoy the, the atmosphere. I like... um I've been to, you know, some game. I'm from Baltimore, so I vote for the, or I root for the Ravens. <laughs> you vote for them. I vote for the Ravens. Um, you know, I remember I like getting like a crab pretzel while I'm there. Oh, um, yes. But it's always cold. I don't, I don't understand football really. It's, I'm not trying to be like cutesy and like dumb. I genuinely don't understand it. It's just a little bit of a mental block. Yeah. Me too. I like sitting there and watching it, I guess, like mindlessly and like, yeah, watching the commercials like during the Super Bowl, but otherwise I'm not a big football fan. What are your thoughts on the... Burger King Whopper 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 Whopper. Um, I I don't know if this is true, but I saw a TikTok that it was like composed. I think it's a joke now that I'm saying it out loud. <laughs> that it was composed by Hans Zimmer, who was like no a way. very very no. well known that composer. Can, that cannot be true. I'm gonna look it up right now. But, but Mary I know that you are much more of a football fan than I am. I mean, I like football. I do like to watch it, and I watch it mostly so that I can chat about it with other people yes but my i root for the giants because i'm from north jersey and my team just got knocked out of the playoffs this past weekend and you were in philly for it i was in philly for it and i was wearing new york garb so i was a little bit scared because those philly fans are crazy most of you are crazy in the best way possible, yeah. though. And I do have to say that even though, like, historically, New York and the Eagles have, like, like one of the biggest rivalries yeah. in football, even though I kind of think that the Eagles fan base hates the Cowboys more than they hate the Giants, which is, like, embarrassing for us. Would I be correct in saying to you that the Cowboys seem to be one of the more hated NFL teams for some reason? Yes. I think that... That's like the one thing that Eagles and Giants fans can agree on is that okay. the Cowboys are the the, the main people. enemy. Okay. Yeah. But Interesting. Anyway, I do have to say that now that the Giants are out, I have a lot of friends from the Philly area who are Eagles fans. So yeah. I will, to the much chagrin of my father, be, be rooting, rooting for, for the Eagles. You got to vote for those Eagles. So, I'll I'll be rooting for them too. Also, on a little side note. I will also be rooting for Joe Burrow exclusively. Oh, is he the one that everyone? He kind of he kind of looks like Macaulay Culkin to me. Yeah, a little right? bit. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, I really like. I'm, I saw a TikTok and it was like, ask. It was like, you, your girl says she doesn't know anything about football. Ask She's her. familiar yeah. with, with Joe, Joe Burrow. Burrows. Yeah, yeah. I love that TikTok. <laughs> I immediately sent that to my boyfriend. It was like she knows what number he yeah. is. Like she knows what team he's on. It. That TikTok is so. What funny. team is he? He's on the Bengals. Okay, so then we have to quarterback. We'll be we'll be rooting for the Bengals too. Then that'd be kind of nice. Um, Little Bengals Eagles Super Bowl action. Yeah, that could be kind of like fun. a win win. Yeah, either yeah either way you win. Yeah, that'd be a good time. But anyway, enough about football. Enough sports chat. Enough sports chat. We're really not huge sports girlies. Mm, yeah, I'm a big college basketball girl. Yeah, you are. But that's just because I'm from Nova. So you know you'll always win. <laughs> so, I mean, we're we're in a little bit of rough shape this year, but that's for a different podcast. Yes, that's for your that's, sports that's podcast. Not, you guys aren't here to talk about sports. You're here to talk about the history and haunts of... Lums Pond. 
Absolutely. So Lums Pond is probably... 15 minutes from here? 15, 20 minutes yeah. from where we are currently located. And I don't want to like triangulate our location, but <laughs> <laughs> not that not that any it's of probably... you guys out there care too much. But it, it's probably about 20 minutes yeah. away from us. It's and, this, and uh, you know what's funny? When we first started the podcast a few months ago... This was one of the first ones that you were that you suggested. You were like, we should do somewhere around here. Yeah. Like Lum's Pond, because it's like pretty well known around here, you know, just because it's a nice area, but also for like the lore surrounding it. Yes, there is definitely a lot of lore surrounding Lum's Pond. There's a little bit of history that's really interesting too. Yeah. And I'll let you get into that in just a few seconds. But this was definitely one of the first areas that like made our list. And we're, yeah. it's kind of funny that we're just getting around to it now. But I think it's because we, like, we plan to hit some of, like, the bigger Yeah, we ones. wanted to do bit ones that everyone would know first. Yeah, like Disney, Broadway, um, what else? Gettysburg. Gettysburg, Eastern State Penitentiary, because yeah. a lot of our listeners are Philly-based. Right. Which is why I had to sneak in the fact that I'm rooting for the Eagles yeah. now. Just to... To appease the masses. <laughs> Get some Patreon subscribers. <laughs> Anyway, all right, Sam, do you want to talk to us a little bit about the history of Lum's Pond? Yes, I would love to. So, Lum's Pond, if you're not from Delaware or around the area, you might not have heard of it. I didn't hear about it until I moved here. No, but I hadn't. Around here, it's very well known. Um, It's a state park in northern Delaware. So, southern Delaware is like where all the beaches are, and northern Delaware is the rest of Delaware. Yeah, so down south, I know there's like... A couple of other state parks, like the Cape Henlopen. Yes, one. yes, yes. We've been there in the summertime, which is super fun. Yeah. But this is more of a, like, northern area where there's not too many beaches up here. Exactly. Are there any? There's none. No, there's none. We're not northern. No. Only southern. So, it's a state park in northern Delaware. Uh, the park itself is about 1,800 acres, so it's quite large. It's a large boy. And <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Lums Pond is actually... Uh, Delaware's largest freshwater pond. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and the pond itself is about 200 acres, and it's man-made, which okay, is interesting. Okay, I was just about yep. to ask you if it's mm-hmm. man-made. It's man-made. I don't know how long that took. Also, it might sound stupid, but a pond, to me, 200 acres sounds like a lot. I'm like, is that a pond, technically? I guess so. So, there's a couple of little differences between a pond and a lake. Typically, I feel like People think about lakes, they're, like, a lot bigger. Right. But actually, the main difference between a pond and a lake, if I'm remembering correctly, is that I think a lake is, like, fed by something. So it's, like, open. It's not as contained. So it it could be fed by, like, a river or something. Or it could, like, have a river leaving it. Okay. And a pond is more closed in. And then also, I think the designation also has something to do with the depth. Okay. a lake has different level, like, different productivity levels okay. within the ecosystem, and I don't think a pond is deep enough to have those defined levels. Interesting. Okay. So there's, like, different vegetation, like, different species that can thrive at the different levels depending okay. on, like, how much oxygen, how much sunlight okay. they're getting. Little, little ecology lesson. Little, I know. I was going to say, that was but, a very educated answer. Okay. That you. makes sense. So I think it's safe to say that this is a big pond. It's not huge a lake, pond. but it's a huge pond. So, and like I said, it's, it's man-made, so I'm sure that took a while. 
Um, it was actually originally built as an impoundment for the Chesapeake and Delaware Canal in the early 1800s. I don't know what an impoundment is. I was going to ask you because you're a Let civil engineer. Flex. Let me flex my water resources. Yes, yeah, this, this really is like your bread and butter. It is. I mean, I love water resources, but that's also, I mean, if you have a question, any questions about <laughs> civil engineering, water resources, just shoot me an email. Yeah. But uh, impoundment is basically like a fancy way of saying that it's a way of containing the water before it like infiltrates into the ground. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So that so it was originally built as an impoundment for the Chesapeake Bay and the Delaware Canal. Yeah, so it's just it's like honestly a storage. Okay. Okay, cool. Very cool. The water in the pond supplied power for the local grist mill, which is where grains were ground. Yes. So into guess, flour. Yes. Grains were ground. Yeah, so it was pretty important back then, you know. Uh, and also, the name Lum's Pond comes from John Lum and his son, John Jr., who ran the mill. Interesting. So that's how they got that name. So do you know how they supplied power to the mill? What was the water, I'm assuming, right? Yeah. yeah. They had one of those um, big old-timey like, water wheels. <gasps> I love the way those look. I, love I know. The I, they have, there's a couple of like old historic mills up yeah. by me. There's the one in mill. particular. I think it's in Clinton, New Jersey. Okay. And it has like a big water wheel, and it is really cool to look yeah. at. Yeah, I love. I'm like, I kind of wish that was still a thing. I just think they look so nice. I know. Um, so, and also, is I think the one in Lums Pond is it still there or no? No, the okay. mill is gone, but there's another structure that still stands. Yes, that you're going to talk about. Oh, that was literally the perfect uh, segue. Segue. So, in 1973, Lums Mill House was added to the National Registry of Historic Places. Ooh. So it's been there for a very long time. It was built in 1713. Wow. So it's been there Holy for over cow. 300 years now? Yeah. Uh, it's a historic house within the park, and it belonged to a man named Samuel Davies. He was actually the fourth president of Princeton University. Jersey. He was a successful author, and he was an advocate of religious freedom. So he was a very well-known, well-respected man of the time. Okay, King. Pop off. Before you tell him to pop off, oh. though, he was not. A, he wasn't a great guy, um, because I feel like most people back then had questionable morals. Well, yes, it was like I know that's a sweeping generalization. But I mean, I think it was, but like also looking back at the time, yeah, it was not. There were some very uh, non morally correct ideas. Yes. So he he did advocate for better treatment and education of enslaved people. Okay. Which you know I'm I'm glad that he was advocating for that, but also it's not. I mean he wasn't. He was definitely he definitely for the time he was progressive. Yes, and it probably a little bit hypocritical because he probably still owned slaves. Yeah, oh, sure. Yeah. So the house was originally built in 1713, like I said, by a man named Samuel Clement. Okay. Hold on. Before you go on, I do have to make a little side note here because I clicked on a link about the mill house just yeah. to see if there were any like recorded haunts there. Right. And I saw that it was originally built by Samuel Clement, but I misread it as Samuel Clemens. And do you know who Samuel Clemens is? Is that is I don't know. But I, I mean I recognize <laughs> it's the it. The pen name of a very famous author. The pen name. I don't know. Yeah, J.K. Rowling. No, Mark, Mark, Twain. <laughs> Mark Twain. Okay. And I was literally down this rabbit hole because I was like, he I have to find, yeah, I was like, I have to find, like, 
a record of him yeah. living here and I couldn't and then I went back and I <laughs> regretted it and I was like oh no it was just boring old Samuel, Samuel Clement that would have been really cool. yep that would have been a really cool whoa that's too ba- sick <sighs> and you're like why can't I find it anywhere <laughs> it's only in the singular interesting and then I was kind of like why are they referring to him by his pen name but you know so well, it should have tipped me something yeah. was off but yeah, anyway. I didn't think they'd be like the famous Mark Twain <laughs> Um, but anyway, so it was built by Samuel Clement, and ownership passed to John Lum in 1809, who renovated the house slightly. He added um, another level, Ooh. and he took ownership of the mill. Ooh, okay, that's kind of like a fun job. I yeah, feel like. and definitely he's he's living and he's working all in the same place. I wouldn't mind that was property state park. I wouldn't mind either, although it yeah, wasn't a state park yet. Well, okay, fair. But, like, a little isolation by a nice, like, Tons of pond. acres. Yeah. You can go fishing for your dinner. And he and his son would definitely, like, work at the mill together. I think oh, we're probably going to talk so about that later. Yeah, so it, was, it seems like kind of a nice little quiet life. Yeah. And I know I talked about this with the Lighthouse, the lighthouse episode. Yes. But, like, that kind of off-the-grid life. I know. Sounds kind of nice. It's, I, it does. You there's know? something very appealing about it. I agree. Even though after this, I'm going to like stare at my phone and like be on my computer <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> but know. in theory, yes. You're going to take a break from staring at the big screen to look at the little Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. Like, and the medium screen. It's <laughs> <laughs> so sad. Um, so Love's Pond actually wasn't officially named a state park until 1963. Okay. And actually... Uh, for the years before that, I know I said people lived on it throughout the years, but also um, people would use it for fishing and kayaking. And it also was the site of several Native American hunting camps for years and years, which is kind of cool. Yeah. And um, there had been thriving communities around the area f- as far back as like the 1800s. So, you know, it was always popping. Yeah. And now it's still popping. It's a, a popular spot for locals. Yes. Such as us, and even though we've never been. But we're going to make a trip out there this summer as soon as the weather gets warm. Yes, we've already decided. Because there really is so much to do there. Like, while I was looking at the website, it looks so fun. It it's, looks like a blast. It is. It's got uh, a ton of outdoor recreational activities like kayaking in the pond. Uh, obviously, the pond. <laughs> um, the trees are <laughs> You can bike. You can hike the swamp forest trails. You can camp. They have really something for everyone here. Yeah. Even if you're not like a huge outdoors person, there's something for everyone. They have um, horseback riding. Did you see that? Yes. Yes. And did you say ziplining too? No, I didn't. Okay. But it has a whole yeah, huge ziplining course, right? And yes. And they have cross country skiing in the winter, which I'm like. Wow. They have everything. I'm more of a snowboarder myself. Yes. But if I was into cross country skiing. Well, I'll, we haven't gotten any snow this season. I know. What is is that part of global warming? It could be just like climatal variations. But okay, like, probably. That's kind of sad. I know it's I been know. so sad. Anyway, I know we have our whole fantasy about having a snow day. I know, but I can't say anything else because it'll give away where we live. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also, I was looking at their website just for fun, and I was wondering if they have anything in the winter. Um, and they do. They have, like, an upcoming Valentine's hike and campfire. Oh, I, isn't that so cute? That sounds like so much fun. So it's always, I mean, it's a very active place. Um, there's also a nature center there with a 500-gallon aquarium exhibit. And what? I wrote in my notes that you would have loved this place as a child. Are you kidding like, me? Like, isn't this so up your alley? Yes. Yeah. And there's tons of different wildlife. Like, it's really cool. I don't know if you could tell from my little, like, ecology rant back there. <laughs> 
but I'm very She's much kind of so like yeah I definitely wanted to be like a biologist growing up and then my mom was like you should be an engineer so she was like was you like, want to make okay. money yeah <laughs> <laughs> my mom was like yeah do you want to you know you should combine math and science and go into that but like growing up I grew up on a nature preservation yeah and we used to do like the summer camps there I was a counselor for a little bit Aww. there it was you know, a good time. And my mom was a naturalist at a state park. So yeah. So we kind of grew up, like... It runs in the veins. She did. And she would always, like, read me, like, little nature books growing up. Well, maybe so. if you stay in this area, like... Get a little summer job. Yeah. For myself. Oh, I mean, I don't think you have time for it. But, like, yeah. But, <laughs> little weekend. A little volunteer yeah. work. Uh, and there's, like, tons of really cool wildlife. They have, like, some sort of special dragonfly species. So, it's pretty cool, right? So, I will be visiting this yes. place. I need to. This yes. sounds like so much fun. I know. I know. It gets you excited, right? Yeah. Um. So, yeah. It's family-friendly. It's relaxing. It's a beautiful space to spend uh, time outdoors. And you might be wondering, like, okay, like, what's the catch? Like, how is this place haunted, right? Yeah. Especially because, like, it seems like a lot of the haunts that we talk about are, like, a physical building. Yeah. But this is just kind of, like, a park, a giant state park. Yeah. Um, But there, of course, have been tragedies throughout the years. I think that when there's been, like, human activity somewhere for that many years. For so long. Years, like, hundreds of years, like, there's going to be some tragedies, yeah, right? Yeah, definitely. It's kind of inevitable, Especially because we're talking about such a huge plot of land. Right. And something that was probably ripped from the ownership of Native Americans. Of course, which yes, of course. Of course. <laughs> tragedies. Um, but yeah, I mean, I can get into the more specific hauntings if you're ready. Yeah. Do you have anything? I would right. love for you to. Okay, so, like you said, it's such a serene place that it's kind of weird that there are tragedies yeah. that happened here. And there are some recent tragedies Two, which we're not going to get into too much, but mm-hmm. in 2016 there was an accident with the zip lining there, and also which has since been rectified. But yeah. um, there was also a boating accident, so there have been like a couple of more recent casualties. Mm-hmm. But it was also, and this is the source of the main haunt. Right. Um, it was once the site of like a grisly murder, which was. An extremely tragic occurrence. Right. Uh, so depending on whether or not you believe the Delaware State Archives or, like, Reddit, um, <laughs> <laughs> this murder could have taken place in the 1870s or the 1970s. Which one said 18 and which one said 19? Um, I found on Reddit that it was the 1870s, but Reddit had linked, like, an article to the Delaware State Archives, and then there was a comment underneath that said it was actually the 1970s. Okay. And I went on the Delaware State Archives, and I actually couldn't find the link that they were talking about. Okay. But based on the nature of this murder, I'm gonna say that it was probably 1870s because there are not there's a whole no lot of information on it. Right. Yeah. And a lot of the information that I found online was kind of like more of a dramatic retelling yeah, of it. It's, yeah. So I would think that this is either a very old murder or it might be a wives' tale, but I don't want to discount it because. Right. You know, it definitely could have happened. And it's definitely the main haunt. Yes. So, the story goes like this. Uh, There was a young woman who lived in Wilmington, Delaware, which is right around this area. Mm -hmm. And she had run away from a bad situation at home. It was kind of, like, nondescript, but it was probably an abusive household. We also don't even know how old she was, right? Like, some places say she was, like, a little girl. Some say she was, like, a woman. A A lot of the stories and a lot of the accounts place her in her late teens, early 20s. Okay. 
um, she left everything behind at night and she like tried to start over. So again, this is like total anonymity. Anonymity? Anonymity? Anonymity. Right? Anonymity. Yeah. I hate that word. <laughs> it trips me up every time. We don't know her name and she had absolutely no possessions with her that were ever found. And so she left her home at the stroke of midnight in like the cover of night and she was going for a few hours and she decided to take a break at Lum's Pond for the night because there was like fresh water and a little bit of shelter. Exactly. The cover of the trees. And she thought that she would be alone in this like huge park. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a good idea. Yeah. This huge forest. And all of a sudden she heard someone coming towards her and she got freaked out and she started running she was unfortunately quickly overtaken and like oh, a little trigger warning for violence and you know assault other, yeah assault yeah uh, she was physically assaulted sexually assaulted and then had her throat cut Ugh. and she was found the next day by boaters floating naked and mutilated in the pond yes very very sad i also saw in another one and there's like so many different there's versions, a lot of but that she was like on the trail like he put her like on the trail for people mm-hmm. to find her or something so the trail i don't believe actually existed if it was the oh, 1870s okay. yeah you're right that this occurred right. it's the murders thought to have occurred where the trail is today okay that makes sense but if it had occurred in the 1970s the trail would have already existed yes and there would be so much so, so many much information yes. yes but people who camp there and stay overnight especially say that they can still hear like horrifying screams which if you're camping in the middle of the night imagine waking up to that i would be out of there so fast that honestly makes i mean i'm sure we're still gonna go but like that makes me not want to no yeah i would wake up and think that someone was getting murdered like right right Next near to, the tent yeah yeah which is, by all accounts, I think scarier than any ghost that you're going to come across. Yeah. Um, and also, it is a very, very common haunt to okay. come across. So, you know, whereas we say in like certain hotels and bed and breakfasts, you, know, oh, you if might you're lucky, see an apparition. Yeah. If you're lucky, if you're there to see an apparition, like chances of you seeing it are, you know, slim to none. Yeah. But almost everyone who's gone camping like a couple of times here will say that they have a story about storms. So there is a scientific explanation for this. Okay. Um, It's horrifying, truly, but some people believe it to be rabbits. Oh, dear God. I don't know if you've ever heard this before, but when a rabbit, and this is like a trigger warning for animal cruelty, I guess, when, an, when a rabbit is being killed either by like a coyote or it, or it's in pain or okay. whatever, they make a scream that's very similar to a human scream. Really? Yes. Oh my god. Apparently. And I did not I can't Google picture it because that. I really don't, yeah, I don't want to hear, hear that. that yeah. So. Well, I have heard stuff about like deer deer making like weird sounds when they're Ugh. hurt and stuff and like people yeah. think it's a human. I You know what? Honestly... Either source of the scream is horrifying. Yeah, I don't want to know. I don't want to hear a scream hear when anything. I'm camping. So Turn up that white noise machine, bro. <laughs> <laughs> putting my earplugs in. Yeah. Um, but there's a little bit of a less scarier haunt there, too. Sometimes visitors on the trails will claim to run into a father and son pair dressed in old-timey attire. John and John. John and John. 
And sometimes people on the trail will hear the sound of, like, a mill or, like, a water wheel going. Yeah. And they'll think that they're near, like, a waterfall of some sort. And upon investigation, like, they'll get to the source of the noise and there will be nothing there. Yeah. And then they'll find themselves at the site of the old mill. That's so cool. Which is kind of neat. So, John Lum, John and John Lum are still, uh... Still working away at that Grizz Mill or whatever it was called. Yes. And then our last little apparition... Is, is more of a sadder apparition mm-hmm. than, like, a scary. But there is a lot of the time people report sounds of, like, running by their campsite mm-hmm. at night. And they'll open the thing and there's, like, shadow figures running through the yeah. thing. And once they, like, go and inspect it, there's nothing there that would in- imply that it's a real person. Okay. So it's thought to be, um, like, a residual haunting of slaves escaped slaves on the Underground Railroad. Right, because this was a a stop on the Underground Railroad, right? Exactly, yes. And, you know, this was because of the thick forest. It's easy to travel undercover. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, It could also be residual spirits of Native Americans that had their land stolen because this was, as you said, a very popular hunting ground. For I couldn't find... A specific tribe, but okay. based on like a general consensus from a few different sites, I think it was the Lenape tribe. Okay, and they because they generally populated this area. Okay, but Lum's Pond. It's a super interesting. It is. I mean, place. It's got what like three hundred years of written history that yeah. we have. Right. On and record. Like, who knows what happened sure, before that? Yeah, I'm sure there's hundreds of years of history before that. Yeah. So. Honestly, I think it's going to be worth a visit. It's totally going to be worth a visit. I mean, I'm down to go camping there if you are. I absolutely am down to go with you. I'll be I, I'll be a little bit scared because I don't want to wake up and hear a bunny screaming or hear or, a residual haunting. Or the ghost haunting. of a, yeah. a lady screaming, yes. But I will definitely do it. It sounds really fun, honestly, overall. It does, right? It yeah. sounds like a good time. I'm excited. And by all means, if we are awoken in the middle of the night by a scream... We you, can always just haul ass back here. I was gonna say, you best believe we will <laughs> be recording the that. Rest yeah. of the night. We'll be recording the rest of that episode from our apartment. Yeah, I was gonna say we're from the nearest Holiday Inn, but it's like right here. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but that would be pretty cool to have like a paranormal experience there. Yeah, and also like an episode recorded out actually <gasps> at a that's a great place. idea. So. Keep sending us those those suggestions, guys, please, because we're getting some really good ones. We, we actually were just talking really about. Great. We're gonna do one, I think, next that is not even in the U.S. Yeah. So, I don't know. Kind of exciting. It's it's gonna be neat, and we're starting to branch out a little bit with our locations. So, based on suggestions, just so once we, in a while. Yeah, every once in a while, we're still gonna be mainly based, obviously, in the East, East Coast. Coast. But just as a little treat sometimes. Just as a little treat for you guys. We do have two new Patreons that I would like to shout out really quickly. Um, Joe Vars. Joe. And Telly Amaya. Telly Amaya. Thank you guys so much. You are the best. And we've got some really fun stuff coming up. Yeah. We really do. We're looking forward to. I don't even know if I want to spoil it, but we might have a new little Patreon series out soon. Yeah. So. Have to wait and see. It'll come out soon, though, so. You'll have to. And for those of you that don't subscribe to our Patreon, 
It's like the price equivalent of a cup of coffee a month, and you get tons of new content and the chance to interact with us. So Your favorite local celebs. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So if you're feeling like it, feeling like engaging with us, feeling like getting a few more episodes um, a month, definitely check it out. Yeah. I think it's what she said. Especially if you like horror movies, because we had... Back in October, yeah. our whole horror movie marathon. review marathon. We talked about the plot of a lot of different classics and some of the newer ones. We just talked about the menu on a few. Yes, uh, on oh, one of our so newer good. ones. So good. Which definitely go check that out. And we have a plan for our new Patreon series. Ooh. So anyway, we hope that you guys liked this episode. We hope that you guys are still enjoying listening and we hope that you send us lots of suggestions. Yes, please. Um, I'm also going to put this in here that if you have a paranormal experience of your own and you'd like to tell our fan base, please shoot us an email with it and we'll do a little like... Even if it's not on the East Coast. Yeah, anywhere. If you had a little creepy unexplained encounter unexplained occurrence send us an email yeah. about it. we'll talk about it and we would love to hear from you guys because you know that's the best part that is the best part is chatting with you guys all right well anyway we will see you really soon for probably a bit of a longer episode mm-hmm, but definitely. just wanted to get this one out there to give you guys a little something because i know we took a little bit of a hiatus yes. over the holidays but We are back to our regularly scheduled programming. New Year, New Us. New Year, New Us. And we are ready to go. All right. Bye. Bye.